Welcome to the uh, Bioinformatics Lab podcast. I'm your host, uh, Andrew Page, and I'm joined by Kevin Liebut, uh, and we're both from Theogen. Uh, so, Kevin, you're down in South Africa, in Cape Town, um, yes. in a vineyard here, uh, yeah. the very first Public Health Alliance for Genomic Epidemiology conference, FAGE. So tell us about yes. that. Uh, it's been amazing. First time on the continent for me. I'm sitting calling from uh, Somerset West on the Cavalli Estate. I uh, just finished up and wrapped up. Yeah, I got a, m- a bunch to say about this conference. It was incredible coming down to Africa uh, for this. But, you know, something we highlighted in, in the last episode is that you and I are both part of Phage, and this is a consortium that's been running since 2019. And obviously due to the pandemic, there was no ability for an in-person meeting. But for the first time, the Phage organization got to put together a uh, an, annual co- an annual conference here in Cape Town. It brought in scientists from all over the world. I mean, I don't think there was a continent not represented, uh, maybe outside of, you know, Antarctica. Uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if there was a couple of folks from there as well. Uh, so kind of speaking to the global uh, effectiveness of this, and we got to highlight a lot of the work happening from the working group, some of which we, we talked about in the last episode, then just a lot of activities that are happening through the field in general. Um, and I can give, you know, a perspective from really my whole time here might even be worth warranted because there's been so much happening uh, over the past week. I got here exactly one week ago. I started on Thursday and the first two days were workshops uh, where Phage was able to get some uh, corporate sponsorship, I believe from Roche, South Africa for I think around 50 students across the African continent to participate in these conference workshops which was yeah. incredible, absolutely incredible. Seeing the verve across the continent and the students and curiosity and drive uh, was something that was certainly motivating to me. So, so Kevin, what were couple- those workshops yeah. on? The, the workshops, they had a couple. The first was on data standards. So this was something that um, Emma Griffiths and Finn McGuire hosted. And then concordant to that was a workshop myself, uh, Jamie Southgate and Gultikin from the pipes and chairs working group got to host and you know we took a really cool approach to to the working group if i can give ourselves a bit of a pat on the back because we had about three hours to fill it's like and sometimes you have 50 students coming from all different sort of backgrounds experience level of uh you know understanding of the field it it, it was quite interesting to see how we were going to do this but the way we approached it is we wanted to emphasize the collaborative nature of phage as much as possible and ensure people had an ability to create a pro- uh, professional network. So in our three hours, what we did is in the first 20 minutes, we gave quick presentations about what phage is, what our working group is, similar to the discussion you and I had in the previous episode. And then we broke all the groups up into five or six students. And this is a framework I feel like we got to keep applying because it was wildly effective. And then mm-hmm. once we had the, the participants broken up into five or six um, participants, we just gave them prompts, question prompts and discussion, almost like hackathon style. And the first question that we put out there was, where do you see the field of public health bioinformatics progressing over the next five years? And then we you know, had something to say, hey, think both field-wide, institutionally, the ones in terms of the institution you represent, and then also personally. And then from that, we gave them about 15 or 20 minutes to discuss, like, where do you see the field going? And it was amazing seeing where the conversations were going from people talking about, you know, direct diagnostics, uh, real-time surveillance for all the major pathogens, metagenomics. Some of the people talking about themselves want to be like, you know, seasoned software developers. Some people talking about in five years, 
I want to be a laboratory director. I want to direct this because I see the impact. So you could see everyone's minds going all these different directions. And, and then seeing them bounce these ideas off one another and talking talking about their experiences and all the all the like to just encourage that conversation. So that broke the ice immediately. And then in the next 20 minutes, we asked the question, what are the challenges that would inhibit the goals that you've set yourself out for in these five years? And then they were talking about all the things that we kind of bring, bring us back down to earth. And what are the challenges we've been talking about for the past couple of years in terms of is there funding that will allow me to do this uh, in our field? Are there standards that allow us for the real-time international uh, kind of surveillance initiatives? Um, is there training and education? Are there technical communities that allow me to do these types of things? And then they, they started piling out what are the critical challenges? And then the last question we asked to kind of wrap the session was, now propose projects or initiatives that Phage can take on to address these challenges. And then they started going right back at it. Now it ended on another positive note. Okay, they were talking about, hey, if we don't have trainings, Phage could put these trainings on. These are the people who would be able to, to disseminate this kind of information. If we don't have funding, Phage can help us craft the narratives to our governments and our politicians to ensure that this is realized uh, in terms of the value it brings to our communities. And, and it, from that just stemmed all these different projects that even as a working group, we can take on. How do we standardize the field? How do we ensure the educational access? How do we ensure that uh, the funding decisions are all, all discussed? And that was my first day. That was my first day in Cape Town. Wow. That's yeah. a lot for a first day. Jeez, fair yes. play, geez. Yeah. yeah. So I was yeah. wondering, um, since being held in Africa, was there much uh, involvement from the Africa CDC or anyone from that uh, end of the country or accountants? Yes, yes absolutely. So in the, in the, the pre-conference was mainly students. Um, there was some also, you know, seasoned uh, practitioners like Torsten was involved in, in our working group exercise as an example. Um, but then uh, the, the actual conference started Monday of this week, and there was a ton of um, representation from Africa CDC. Uh, we had the U.S. CDC Office of Advanced Molecular Detection also um, represented at this conference. So Duncan McCannell, the, the director of that program there. Um, we also had some uh, representation from WHO and their new uh, International oh, Pathogen Surveillance Network uh, that was highlighted in their initiatives and goals and also uh, how that aligns uh, to the phage uh, consortium. So, yeah, that, that representation was well uh, or rather those organizations and those perspectives were well represented in this conference. There was an incredible talk from Gerald Mboa, who's been the pathogen genomics initiative bioinformatics scientist setting up sequencing and bioinformatics capabilities across the continent. He had this crazy slide that I think I've seen at least once before, maybe he gave it at the Grand Challenges of in 2019, across all the 53, I believe, member states of Africa CDC, I believe there was nine laboratories who had sequencing capabilities in 2019. Through PGI, wow. through PGI, it's something like 47. Now, like 47 right. laboratories now have it. So like in this wildly short amount of time, sequencing capabilities were distributed across the continent. The exact plus or minus five on that. So we'll put an asterisk yeah, yeah, yeah. there <laughs> for the exact figures, but just amazing initiatives um, that were highlighted in terms of uh, gaining and supporting and bolstering uh, the, the sequencing efforts across the continent. And that was, you know, something that was, uh, again, highlighted right. and presented on uh, during this conference. I guess like uh, just having sequencers isn't enough. You know, you do need all of the the yeah. upskilling of the people. That, that the people is a hard bit, and that's I think where phage probably comes in. Exactly that, and that was that, that's right on top of uh, Gerald and Boa and PGI and Africa CDC. Exactly where their mindset is at. 
now that all these laboratories have these capabilities of generating these um, large volumes of data, how now do they have access to the right resources to, to analyze these, these data? And that comes, like that's a very heavy question, very deep question, because it's not just the technical capabilities. There's a conversation of the infrastructure in terms of compute infrastructure, but even local infrastructure. So there's a lot of conversation of even internet access and being able to make sure that there's even the, the right logistical uh, infrastructure to ensure that sample collection can take place so that, you know, if you have a NovaSeq on your campus, on your campus, are you getting enough samples from around the country to, you know, warrant a NovaSeq run? Um, so that was top of mind. Data sharing, something that you and I got a lot of exposure to in terms of that conversation at GMI, that was also top of mind and, and, and discussed about throughout uh, the conference. And um, yeah, that's, I, I think, exactly where Phage can play a really powerful role in, in helping to address these major challenges in the field. Yeah, awesome. Uh, so, you know, day one of the conference, what was the kind of uh, key takeaways you have from uh, from the conference? All right, and, and I've got to say this too, because you talk about day one in terms of like the first impressions, I'll talk about first impressions and maybe like final, final thoughts of things. First impressions is that this part of the world is insanely beautiful. I don't know if you've spent some time in Cape Town, but it's unbelievable, absolutely unbe unbelievable. The city's on the coast, so like as soon as you get into Cape Town, you see the you see the ocean, but then you also see Table Mountain, and then also this sort of uh, urban dense city. So it's city, it's sea, it's mountains, and then that's where we spent the pre-conference. And then we were, you know, I think maybe an hour or so south, maybe 40, 45 minutes south uh, to the Somerset West area, and this is close to like the Vineyard area. And this is where they hosted the conference. So you got to see full display, like the beauty of this country. Um, and, and they really did high level. I think anybody who attended this conference will fully agree. This was the most beautiful conference most of us have ever attended. I can say that was certainly the most wow. beautiful conference. Yeah. So I, I think they did that well. And I could see how that was maybe a difficult decision in some respects. But I think it highlighted, um, you know, a little bit of the life that that we all have, too. And and the appreciation we have for for the, the work we're doing. Um, but, you know, in terms of that, that first day, I think I'm, you know, I'm looking a bit about the, um, the, the talks that were given in, in terms of the agenda. First day is that there's a lot of focus on ensuring that there's quality assurance standards that are being, um, one, established and agreed upon for genomic surveillance. This is definitely difficult and will take subject matter expertise from the various uh, pathogens of interest to ensure that we are establishing appropriate quality control metrics. Uh, there's been some start in this, of course, with um, maybe domestic efforts I'm aware of in the U.S. with PulseNet, PulseNet and PulseNet International with enteric pathogens. Um, the same with SARS-CoV-2. Of course, we've seen those QC thresholds uh, thrown about. But a lot of these other organisms, understand defining the quality control uh, parameters, have, are still in the mix. Um, but there's a lot of a lot of eyes on this exact problem and, and how to ensure that there's data qual quality data is being shared and distributed to inform public health action. And there was a session. At the moment, I, oh, go on. So, so yeah. I was going to say, at the moment, um, each individual lab in each individual country, you know, reinvents the wheel and sets these thresholds themselves and goes through the same exercises, coming up with different answers each time. Um, which is exactly. a bit crazy, you know, really, you know, we do need to pull together and have this one thing you can copy and paste. And there you go. It's yeah. an agreed thing by experts in the field. And it doesn't need to be static. Like it could at least be a rung in the ladder. Like, hey, this is where we're saying we are right now. And this is these are the proposed quality control metrics that we can agree upon. If it needs to iterate and change, we can do so. And I think that's been the sort of 
perspective of phage. So that was amazing to see that we almost near, like opened up in our, one of our first sessions on that. Following that, I got to moderate a session on computational tools for pathogen genomics. Um, and that was, uh, we saw Jen Guthrie from uh, Western Ontario speak on, on some of the bioinformatics tools that she's generating for non, uh, what is it, non-tuberculous mycobacterium. Um, and and uh, the oddities of, of that bug and lack of awareness of exactly how to characterize and genotype those resources. We saw talks from a CZI. I think it was um, Katrina. Uh, oh, oh, I forget her last name. It's such a K. Katrina K. Um, from CZI talking about CZID, and then Eileen uh, Mizraki from uh, NCBI talking about the data platform. So there was a focus on what are the resources out there available for people to actually start analyzing these data? How are people approaching um, the bioinformatics development, focusing on what to prioritize? I think Jen did a great job of that, of like, you know, we all have a hammer in terms of sequencing, but not everything's a nail. So whenever you start deciding what to sequence, you have to consider, you know, what is the value to the public health community? What is known? What is what is exploratory curiosity versus pragmatic public health action? I think she did a great job in articulating that. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so that was the first day, I, I believe, was, was just focused on quality assurance and, and uh, computational tools. And I think the takeaway was that there's a lot of amazing things happening. And these kinds of consortiums, these kinds of groups are so necessary for us to be all aware. Uh, so we're not walking in different directions. It was almost like this was like the huddle up before the next play. The American football analogy, you know, I don't know exactly on in cricket or uh, rugby. Oh, something I didn't say. I got to see the rugby world champion, uh, World Cup of which South right. Africa won. Yeah, yeah, they, they defeated there. The South Africans would not forgive me if I didn't mention that in this uh, <laughs> in this podcast, <laughs> that South Africa took the World Cup fourth in a row over their rivals in New Zealand. Um, but back to the conference. Yeah, that, that was the takeaway, that amazing things are happening. A lot of effort and focus is being put towards, towards our field. Um, and we need to make sure that we continue speaking to one another uh, to, uh, to harmonize on, on the efforts uh, that, that we're all engaging in. Awesome. Well, is there any uh, final takeaways then uh, from this conference? The I'm always focused on on the um, the bioinformatics development, of course, and that that's where my world comes from. So at least from my perspective, even coming away from GMI, I think I, I gained a deeper appreciation of all these other challenges with respect to data sharing um, and data access and in the ethics behind that. That was a huge thing spoken about. Uh, during this conference of, you know, how do you in ensure, you know, the conference of data governance, data, data sovereignty, and, and all those uh, sort of major topics when, when talking about international data sharing. Um, so that was a major topic. Um, and then the infrastructure, the, the solutions for infrastructure, infrastructure were also highlighted well. So Joel from Theogen gave a great talk in the way in which that the Terra platform has helped to solve this for a lot of different laboratories. Um, and uh, how that that's a ready available solution for a lot of public health labs looking to this and, and emphasizing how that's a beautiful model that could be adopted in terms of, you know, graphic user interface, cloud infrastructure, containerized workflows and all the like. Um, and then in general, it's just uh, the, the major takeaways, something they did well here today. It, it was a conference of, of a, given the backdrop of just the gratitude and appreciation for this global network of practitioners coming together, trying to solve what we have identified as the most critical challenges of our communities. Uh, so I, I, I'm leaving feeling optimistic, feeling motivated, feeling encouraged uh, by the community, by the field. And yeah, I thank everybody who's, who's been involved in this. 
uh, the Gates Foundation for funding this and for Alan Christoffels and his vision for, for where he wants to take this moving forward. Awesome. Uh, well, I hope to be able to get to the second uh, Phage conference yeah. next year. And uh, yeah, I can't wait. It's great hearing about it and uh, we'll see you next time.